right now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Over the Line Wednesday edition. So glad to be here again. Aren't you glad to be here, Trish? I am. I'm a little sad, though. Why are you sad? Because we're not going to be here Friday night for our Friday Night Live. You weren't supposed to tell them yet. Why? We were going to wait till the end of the show so they don't try to convince us to do the show Friday. Well, I mean, we have family stuff to do Friday night, so... Everybody else does too, so it's not that big a deal. I mean, y'all understand, right, that we're not going to have a Friday Night Live. And I would say we'll make it up, you know, or whatever, but I just really highly doubt that we would make it up. We got too much going on. Well, next time you want to keep secrets, you have to tell me ahead of time. Right. Barely. Apparently. So how was uh, was your day, your last two days? Uh, Good. I just started preparing for Thanksgiving today. We typically have everyone to our house for Thanksgiving, and this is the first year we have not um, planned to get together, but I'm still cooking. She's been so. very distressed over that, too. She's been torn about uh, what um, what we should do, which mm-hmm. we decided, you know, we've got like three family things on my side that we've got to do. Right. And so you said, okay, well, Thursday night, we'll just do the kids and us. Right. Which is probably going to be minus my kid. Right. Which is our kid. <laughs> well, um, and it's going to be minus one of mine. Right. It's so going to be just three of us. We're, we're going to have a three people feast. So it's it's going to be <laughs> the three people that are always here uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. The OGs. I think it'll be fun. We'll have some drinks and hang out. Probably play some Fortnite. <laughs> probably so. And just be thankful. That's what's important. That's right. Somebody um, made the the comment. I don't know. I saw it on TikTok or something. And they're like, you people that have multiple Thanksgivings to go to, uh, we need y'all to be a little more sensitive because you're complaining about going to three and four different Thanksgivings. Yet there are people out there that don't have any Thanksgivings to go to or their family's out of state and they can't get out there. And I thought to myself, I'm like, why don't you shut up and let me <laughs> throw my pity let party? Let me complain. Right. Like, <laughs> what, what business is it of yours? If I want to complain about having too many Thanksgivings, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then on the backside, I'll be thankful for all the stuff and the things that I've got. Um, also, had a little bit of an adventure at Bucky's on the way home today. Oh, Lord. What happened? Well, I'm I'm pumping my gas, which I've been trying to get in the habit of doing it at night, so I don't have to do it at three o'clock in the morning in the freezing cold. Right. Um, because what happens? I don't have one of these cars that starts up. You know, you can start it up from inside. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Uh, but I do not. I just have to get in there, crank it, turn the heated seats on, and just freeze my cojones off for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I. I Pulled it off today and was getting my gas for tomorrow. I don't even know if I'm going to work tomorrow. But um, as I'm pumping my gas, this lady comes over and she's like, Hey, um, I hate to ask you this, but do you have uh, 2 or $3 we can have for gas? We're trying to get to Aniston. Now, Aniston's probably going to take you 30 minutes to get over there. Right. I don't know if 2 or $3 is going to cut it. No. I was like, no, I, I don't have any cash, but... I'll come over there and swipe my card and, you know, young pup $10 worth of gas or something. And uh, she's like, oh, thank you so much. And so, uh, first off, I'm pumping my gas. And then I go try to swipe it on 
on their pump. Yeah, and, a lot of stations won't let you do that. Oh, I, I was going to say the security at Bucky's on mm-hmm. that front. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. So um, it got declined, which was a little embarrassing, even though I was getting my card declined in front of somebody. Obviously, didn't have money. It was still <laughs> embarrassing for some reason. Um, so I pumped my gas. I went over there and swiped the card, and I'm pumping it for or whatever. And uh, it gets to like six. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You even pumped the gas for Well, at that point, now I was we're like, fight. No, no, at that point, <laughs> I'm like, let me just go over here and do it myself. Because I had to swipe my card and put my PIN number in. I was already standing there. Um, we get to about $6, and it all of a sudden, the pump cuts off. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, it just slipped or something. So I start pumping it again, and it stops again and again. And I listen, and sure enough, you can hear the where it's full. It's at mm-hmm. the top. Yep. And I'm like. You got had. I looked look at this lady. I'm like, I think we just topped your tank off. Yep. With you $6. Mm-hmm. I said, you don't have like a $6, a two-gallon tank in this car, do you? It was a very small car. It was uh, two ladies and a guy. And she's like, no, it must be, our gas gauge must be broken. Right. And I'm like, I, I could see that. You, your gas gauge is broken. You're scared you're going to break down the interstate, so you want to get to Bucky, see if you can get 2 or $3 just to make it to Aniston. But... You gotta know that sometime recently you filled that bad boy up. They know. I'm just saying. Well, I mean. They know, but you still did the right thing. I just wanted them to get the instant. You they did the right thing. I didn't ask what they were going Listen, for, but they I, may have been going for Thanksgiving. They may have been going to get crack. I just I, wanted to make sure I they got there. I prefer you put $6 in their tank versus $2 cash, because then you know where it went. Yeah, I don't care. I I give people money all the time that that obviously is going to drugs and alcohol. Oh well, okay. But I'm like, bro, you're living out here My on the good streets, married and running around. <laughs> you're out here on the streets, making man. it rain for everybody. If you need a shot of dope to get through the day, you know, don't let me be <laughs> the one to judge you for it. Here's some money. So, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, this is called a. What was it called? I don't know. Apple Jack. Mule or Jack Apple Mule, maybe it has mule in it. It tastes like the the ice has kind of watered it down, but it tastes like a candy apple. It does like a Granny Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some sour to it. It's very good. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, glad to see you guys. If you are watching this live, make sure you hit us up in the chat. And let us know that you're here. And oh, did you say my package is in the car? Yes, I have to have it. I have to have it in studio. Can I go get it? Are you going to be able to talk to these people? No, I'm not going to be able to talk to these okay. people. Just stare at them for five minutes. No, it'll be I'll like just... it'll be like forty five seconds. Okay. Do you, okay. <laughs> yeah, I try to get him to get this package earlier today, and he waits until we're on the air. So you guys know how cold it is in the studio. I have got a heating pad on tonight. I turn the heat on, and I have a blanket over my lap. So we're doing good. We're feeling good. Um, do you guys have any plans for Thanksgiving? Are you going to visit anyone? Let's see who's in here. All right. You guys need to say hello so I know who you are. Let me know what your plans are for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, that really did take you 45 seconds. Now let's see if he can still breathe. Woo, baby. Now do you just have the chat up from Twitch or is this everywhere? 
It should be because we don't have a single comment. Well, maybe they're maybe they're shy. Well, and it is the night before Thanksgiving. A lot of people are in the kitchen getting things ready and shopping and doing stuff like that. So and I, traveling. Yeah, I figure um, probably. You'll have a lot of people watching this episode on the backside anyway. Yeah, they'll listen later. Well, I'm glad you were quick because I didn't have anything to talk about. Just just give me a minute. I got a package from one of our listeners today, by the way. His name's Brian. You can catch him in the chat sometimes. He's watches. You can take a second to catch your breath. No, I don't have time. Um, (laughs) And to, uh, well, I need to cover up the addresses on here, but. You can just tell them what it says. It's addressed to Let's Go Brandon, which I really appreciate. So, I don't have a freaking knife in here, do I? You don't need a knife. It's paper. All right. Use your raw strength, babe. I just wanted to see what Brian sent me. And we've got to get a P.O. box set up. We've been trying to do that forever, and we keep forgetting. And, uh... I need that to happen like ASAP because okay. there's people that want to send us stuff and uh, we can't just make our address public. So, look what we got. More fresh beef jerky. My favorite. Over the line. That's still cool that he named it after the show. Yes, this is a legit, that's the the actual name of this flavor mm-hmm. jerky that goes out to many, many people. I'm going to take this to Thanksgiving tomorrow and let people try it. I'm not going to let my dad try it because he'll take that whole bag. He already knows what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, I sent him home with some the last time he was here. And he says this is the mixed bag. Does that mean there's different flavors in it? Sweet, spicy. It's like a surprise. None of of it's too spicy if you want to try it, but it smells good. Take a whiff of that. That smells very good. I know. And it's it's crazy because as you see, this beef jerky, I don't know how how he does it or why he does it this way, but it's in like these little Slim Jim looking strips. It makes it easier to chew it, I think. Yeah, if you bite it a certain way, it's actually fairly tender. Yeah, so you're not wrestling with a big stick. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so uh, I just I just wanted to open that on air, and I appreciate Brian because he just he's very selfless in sending us beef jerky. We don't ask for it or anything. It initially initially he wanted us to just try it and give us our opinion. He wanted feedback on it, mm-hmm. and uh, now he just kind of. Has a regular rotation of sending us and beef jerky. And it gets eaten, trust me. And we're going to see lots of family in the next two days. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll just straight up. He won't even tell me. He'll just be like, hey, I sent you some beef jerky. And Go Andrew's away. the kind of person that will travel with cheese, beef jerky, whatever. Because he's excited to have everyone try stuff. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, you want to try this scorpion cheese? God, I wish I had some scorpion cheese for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sorry you don't. I could, uh, I, I do have a, an unopened pack of the Death Nut Challenge. I could sprinkle some peanuts and. I'll maybe. be so glad when you get out of this phase of wanting to try these Death Nuts and I, I, I chips haven't, I just like having it. I hot sauces and all of that. I hadn't done it in a while. It's been four years you've been on this thing. No, I just like having it on the shelf just in case. Just in case somebody's brave enough to try it out. 
All right, let's get into some of these stories real quick. Yeah, we have a lot going on. We do. Uh, off the top, we've got to talk about our amazing, intellectual, brilliant president, who, um, you know, is uh, also in mental and physical decline and has a very racist history. That's neither here nor there. He was reading from uh, a teleprompter, as he always does when he speaks to the nation, and... On the teleprompter, on the speech, they tend to give him some directions because he can't do anything on his own. Right. They tell him, um, you know, you say blah, 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 and then I guess they put it in parentheses and they say, okay, turn your head or, you know, do whatever, and then you go and start reading. You're not supposed to read that part. Right. But Joe Biden, he actually reads that part of the speech, which... Should not surprise anyone. And let me see. Where's the video at? Is it this top one here? Uh, it should be. I don't know if it's still playing it or not. Let's see. I didn't check the... Uh, I didn't... I hate the... Gosh. I hate the way they do their stupid videos now. Do you notice they put like 10 videos within the one video? Yeah, that's why I said I don't know what's on. That, what, what it's on and When right it gets now. to the end, it's like... It's like Tinder, and then you have to you have to refresh, and then you have to Look go how back. Cute her outfit is though, and watch uh, watch the ad again. Yeah, that's cute. I'd wear that. You would wear that. Fab. We still have to. We still have to take you to Zumba. Oh yeah, we were gonna go to Zumba yeah. and document that, weren't we? Yeah, we're gonna go to Zumba and put it on our YouTube channel. Oh, forgot mm-hmm. about that. I'll still do it. I mean, for the sake of content, I'll do it. This looks like a whole different article now. Show sure is. We have lost the Biden video. Uh, here we go. We're back. <laughs> How ridiculous. And our, watch. Got to go through another hat. No! Oh, my God. It's going to be another 24 seconds. Just tell him what he said. Just tell him what he did. Well, I, I just heard about it. I didn't actually see the clip or hear the audio, but mm-hmm. he reads a part of the teleprompter that he's not supposed to read, and it's painfully obvious, and, and you can't help but just wonder, the people that continue to support this guy, like, what is their opinion on these things? Like, is there anything about it that's maybe bothering you? Do you do you think to yourself, man, we're in real trouble because listen to Joe Biden, he's falling apart. He don't know where he's at. Watch this. this Thanksgiving, I want you to know how grateful I am to serve as your president. And I promised you that I'll never stop working to address your family's needs. And together we're going to confront challenges that we face them. We're going to face them honestly. And that will keep building this economy around hardworking folks who built this country. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you and may God protect our troops. And I'm heading to a, a food kitchen to serve meals right now. Thank you for your time and effort. And I'll have plenty of time to talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to the reporter at the end of this. If you heard the reporter at the end, he said, why won't you answer our questions? Mm -hmm. And I don't know who that was, but it wasn't one of the Fox News guys. Mm -hmm. The reporters are getting antsy, and they're like, hey, 
you've got to answer questions from the press, right. especially those in, in the press pool. Like they, They've got one job and one job only, and that is to produce that soundbite moment. Right. To ask that question that gets them put on all the other networks, and they're not even getting the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. which means their jobs are worthless. Right. This White House has given them nothing. There's nothing being leaked from this White House. They've got nothing to report on. So what they've done, these journalists who have gone to bat for this guy through the whole thing, they've shot themselves in the foot, and they've made their job no longer enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While they tried to ruin the last guy, they now hate their job. Because guess what? They got good old Washington corrupt establishment back. And they can't go and report on stuff like Hunter Biden and the linked bank accounts between Joe and Hunter and all the other scandalous stuff that's right out there in the open. Right. They can't report on that. So what do they got? They got absolutely nothing. And they hate it. Now they're getting antsy. Not that they're ever going to do anything about it, but it's just funny to watch them squirm. And, well, uh, and they're not journalists. No. They're reporters. They're yeah. just reporting what they've been told. They're right. not journalists. Uh, also, last night, uh, you and I watched it in its entirety. Kyle mm-hmm. Rittenhouse on Tucker Carlson yes. was a very good interview. <laughs> One of the things I took away from it was just Tucker's expressions. Yeah, no, his expressions were pretty funny. You... You think that Tucker's only doing that for the show, the way he laughs or he just listens intently mm-hmm. or has that little look of a confused puppy, you know? Yeah. So you look at his him. expressions differently than I do. <laughs> he's he's uh he's got some trademark expressions. Yeah. So it was funny to watch him do it as Kyle Rittenhouse was telling his story last night, but it was a fascinating, absolutely fascinating story. And I go back to Fox Nation, which will uh be publishing a I guess a short documentary documenting this trial as they were with him through this thing, and they were with Mm -hmm. him immediately after the verdict and he left the courtroom. Right. So you were getting his raw reaction, his raw emotions. Uh, That thing's supposed to come out the beginning of next month, and uh, I'm excited to see that. Can I just say how articulate he is? He is very articulate. He's very articulate, very well-spoken for someone his age. Well, and the one thing... Uh, as I was judging his character and the way he conducted himself, he was the picture-perfect image mm-hmm. of what the left hates so much, and that is an upstanding member of society that's not looking for any handouts, who's not a victim of anything. Right. He is just out there to do good. He loves his country. He loves his community, and he loves protecting other people's. He hates businesses being burned. He even says, hey, I support Black Lives Matter. I support it up until it, it people start burning stuff. Right. He's like, that's the part I he disagree said, with. He said, I, I support Black Lives Matter. I support peaceful protesting. Right. That's what he said. It's an amazing concept mm-hmm. to think of. But here is uh, two portions here. One is Kyle Rittenhouse talking about, um, uh, what was this first part about? I can't remember. I've got two clips for you, though. Trust me. They're, they're both good. Here you go. I didn't know I was going to be arrested for defending myself because everything was on video. Okay, so this first part is about him. He tells the story. I don't want to rehash all that. He tells the story 
of what happened that night in great detail. I encourage y'all to go back and watch that part. And this is after all of it happens. Mm -hmm. He goes to turn himself in so he can make sure it's all cleared up. He's like, I got nothing to hide. So he goes to Kenosha Police Department, which, you know, has, you know, is barricaded and he can't get in there. So he has to go to the next closest police department, which is, guess where? Antioch. Antioch, Illinois, which is where he, his mom lives and he lives. Mm-hmm. That's the closest police station that was active. That's how right. close he was to Kenosha in this whole picture. Right. And he goes and he tells them, he's like, hey, um, this is what happened. I want to make sure... Everything knows I was defending myself, so on and so forth. And then apparently, um, that's when either he gets arrested or they come back to his house and arrest him. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I think that they came back at six o'clock the next morning. Yeah, something to like get that. Him. But part of the reason I think I was arrested is because of the mob mentality. And um, they were like, oh, uh, yeah, we're just going to arrest him, even though there was videos already out showing me being attacked and having to defend myself. So when was it that you were arrested? I was arrested on August 25th at around 6 a.m. I was formally arrested without a criminal complaint being drafted. They didn't know what they were charging me with yet. They were just they just arrested me at home at Antioch Police Department. And that is something that heads should be rolling for arresting mm-hmm. a 17-year-old with no criminal complaint whatsoever, right. with no charges, you just detained a minor with well, nothing? and I think that if they present specific charges, they have to be able to go ahead and show the the proof that they can charge him with that. Well, they have to have reasonable right. proof. but that's what I'm saying. So they can hold people, I think, for 24 or 48 hours. Um, I think that, that in most states you can do that. What did your parents say when you called them and told them what had happened? I didn't call my mom after I saw her, and she was in shock. She was like, uh, she wanted to go into hiding, and I said, no, the right thing to do would be to turn myself in. I- Yo, mom is a real G. You hear that? Yeah. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, let's not go turn yourself in. Let's just go and hide. Yeah, let's go <laughs> probably do the same. <laughs> Listen, I, she's almost like a Brian Laundry's parents, but she's a little more, she's got mm-hmm. a better excuse, I guess you should say. Right. Going in hiding would be a bad idea, obviously, but I, I can appreciate the gangsterness. <laughs> mom's like, let's roll. <laughs> of mama. She's like, let's get out of here. We ain't playing these games. I yeah. didn't do anything wrong. So you knew that from the very beginning. I, I knew that. It, a lot of people are like, oh, Kyle had time to meet with his attorneys to come up with this amazing defense of self-defense. No, that's not the case. This has been 100% self-defense from the beginning. And... I didn't know there was a hundred cameras. I knew I was, but I did know I was attacked, and I defended myself. What do you think would have happened to you if there hadn't been the amount of video that there is? I can't even imagine. I don't think we'd be sitting here right now having this no. um, talk, Tucker. That's for sure. You'd never get out. There's the um, there's there's part of the clip from last night talking about the initial arrest. But what I found fascinating was when he started talking about the details of being in jail. And this one may be a little more lengthy, but I think it's important that everybody hears it. And also talks about the early days of his representation hmm. and who initially stepped up as his his mother is frantically looking for lawyers to be able to defend her, her son once she realizes, hey, they're trying to charge him with this stuff. 
couple of guys show up, and, and I'll talk about them after this clip, uh, and completely take advantage of Kyle. And, right. and, and it's it's really disgusting, and you may be shocked once you find out. Some of y'all know who it is, uh, but you may be shocked when you find out. And he also, I hope it's in this clip, details his time in jail, like big boy jail, which is where he was for approximately, what did he say, 87 days or something crazy like that. That's this part of the interview right here. So you get arrested, what happens then? Once I'm arrested, I go to Depke Juvenile uh, Facility, and I gotta, I gotta say thank you to them for their professionalism. And the jailers, the the guards yeah. at Depke, they're they had they were the utmost professional people I've ever met. Really? Exactly. <laughs> they were some of the most professional people I've ever met. I'm it was amazed. amazing. Like they treated me with respect <laughs> and. They didn't like talk down to you like you've seen like in some videos. They just treated me like I was a human. How long were you there? I was in jail for 87 days, and this goes this follows in with Lynn Wood, who Lynn Wood was raising money on my behalf, and he held me in jail for 87 days, disrespected my wishes, put me on media interviews, which. I should never have done what she said oh you're gonna go talk to the Washington Post which was not a good idea along with John Pierce they said I was safer in jail instead of at home with my family and then after I'm billed your up, lawyer said that my lawyer said that John Pierce and Lynn Wood 87 days is a long time to be in jail it, it was it was very long I lost a lot of weight in there so and he's about to get into the details of being in jail but Lynn Wood and John Pierce you probably don't know John Pierce, but Lynn Wood is a very prominent attorney out of, I say prominent, he's a loud attorney out of Atlanta, Georgia. Staunch conservative, staunch Republican, and he jumped on this to get the, he, in a very Al Sharpton, Ben Crump type of way and to get some name recognition. Right. He was side-by-side side with Sidney Powell for a long time in the aftermath of the election trying to dig up the information that was going to show the truth about what happened in November 2020. And as it went on, and I started to notice, because at first I'm like, okay, Lynn Wood, yeah, let's go, baby. I, I didn't really have any problems with him at that time, but as, as it all went on, he started sounding more crazy and more crazy, and he started to get this preacher vibe to it, and it was just getting real weird. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, maybe y'all might. Sydney Powell, when you listen to her talk about this stuff, she's cool, calm, and collected. And she's she's demanding attention. And she seems like she knows what she's talking about. Linwood was, was slowly walking off the reservation. This was his time uh, to... This, this was happening before all of that. So it just shows he went from Rittenhouse to the 2020 election, he's just trying to be in front of cameras. Right. And he did this kid dirty by keeping him in jail for what I assume would be the ability to continue to raise money and make him look like more of a victim being held in jail, even though Lynn Wood was basically forcing him to stay in jail and then forcing him to go talk to the Washington Post and other liberal media outlets that were obviously going to spin what he was saying, which then would end up being used against him in court as those news articles are put out in the public for potential jurors to see. How insane is that? Do you think that he wanted to keep him there so that he could continue to raise money? 
Yes. So that people would think that once they've raised enough money, this kid would get out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You're talking about over a million dollars, you know, and, and mm-hmm. GoFundMe ended up shutting down uh, the fund, not because of Lynn Wood, but because of Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. They went with this narrative, he's a white supremacist, so you can't, GoFundMe is like, we're not raising money for this kid. He's obviously right. just killing black people or BLM support. It's just insane. But listen to his experience in jail. I, I, I since then gained it back. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> 87 days of not being with my family for defending myself and being taken advantage to, being used for a cause by these by John Pierce and Lynn Wood, trying to solicit, not solicit, trying to raise money so they can take it for their own benefit, not trying to set me free. So you think they could have raised the money for bail faster, but they didn't? Um, I believe it, I believe uh, sometime in September, September 5th, I want to say, they had over a million dollars and bail was set and able to be posted in September. So they could have had me sign the waiver for extradition and had me back in Wisconsin and I could have been bailed out by mid-September, but they wanted to keep me in jail until November 20th. What was that like? It was it was scary in jail. Like you had to watch over yourself and not a lot of people liked me in jail until they, the funny thing is a lot of people didn't like me in jail, but they got to hear like my story and they got to understand me like, he's actually a really decent person. I'm not this person that the media painted him out to be. And it, it was scary, but I was able to make friends, I'd say, acquaintance in jail and like play spades, card games with them. Amazing. So you're in jail for 87 days. Do you have a sense of how your case is being talked about in the outside world? Um, not really when I'm in jail, but once I am bailed out, John Pierce said I was in an unorganized militia, which is just blatantly false. I didn't know what a militia was. How Wait, insane your lawyer is said you were in a militia? John Pierce said that and it's blatantly false. I don't I didn't know what a militia was until after the fact until November like 25th after I was watching some of the interviews he did I was like I'm not in a militia I don't know what that is. <laughs> sorry. sorry to laugh. And I was like what the heck and I'm like no wonder people are saying I'm in a militia it's because he painted that narrative, which he should never have gone there. Well, and yeah, it's untrue. Exactly. Were you surprised to, so I haven't heard you mention race at all in this conversation. You said you saw your community on fire, you wanted to help. You asked a business owner if you could help. Were you surprised to see this framed as a, a racial story? To be honest, Tucker, this case has nothing to do with race. Um, it never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. So he didn't kid. go into the details that I thought he was going to talk about as far as his time in jail. He mentioned uh, that at first, you know, the, the cell seemed nice. It had uh, it had a... Um, Uh, a TV and a bed and a couple other things, he said, but almost the entire time he had no running water at all, anywhere, and was not able to take a shower for 80-something days. And said by the time he did get somewhere where he could take a shower after he's finally bailed out, 
He said he was so dirty and it had affected him so much that his skin was bleeding yeah. just from taking a shower. That's insane. And Tucker's laughing at that moment because he knows how nutty Lynn Wood is. And it really didn't strike me as how bad. It didn't strike me how bad it actually was until I watched this interview. There's much more of that. We can't go into any more. Just We don't have time, but... If, if you've not seen that full interview, I encourage you to go watch it. You can find it on YouTube or whatever. Uh, but it's a, uh, it's a good one. And then after that interview, what do you think the media took away from it? Because right. it was a compelling interview. They gave you all the details that are backed up by the facts of the case. I mean, in court. Video. There's video. Right. Everything in court shows exactly what Kyle Rittenhouse said. So what did the media say? Well, let's do a quick Google search and see what the top stories from Google say about the Kyle Rittenhouse interview. CNN, Tucker Carlson just added Kyle Rittenhouse to his pantheon of victim heroes. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, it looks like Was it like pantheon? It. I don't know what that is. Uh, the ironic spectacle of Kyle Rittenhouse's Tucker Carlson interview on Fox News. The New York Post, which I don't think uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is accused of Biden of malice defamation. He, uh, but these these are the headlines that you're getting from the mainstream left wing media that are trying to act like this was some sort of utter failure and made Tucker and Kyle Rittenhouse look like awful people. Right. You know, and, and they, they absolutely despise Tucker Carlson. It's it's a no-brainer, so they thought they had a golden opportunity. So they got all over. The facts of the case were there. The media, who had to keep up with this case, know that they're in the wrong, but they've got so much of the public fooled about what really happened, they've got to continue to go with their own narrative. They're, mm-hmm. they're not going to apologize and backtrack on saying, okay, this kid's not really, he's not really not a racist. He actually did defend himself. They want to continue to push that this guy got off the hook uh, and justice was not served. That's what they want. And that's what they'll continue to do as they try to, they'll try to make sure the history books reflect what they're reporting right. and not what actually happened. Uh, that's, Almost for certain. And then on the other side today, Ahmed Arbery, I keep calling him Aubrey. Arbery, that's what I, that's how I've heard it said. But maybe it's pronounced that way. Arbery Arbery. how I've heard it, yeah. Ahmad Arbery, as you know, out of Georgia, uh, the case that, I guess it was about a year ago as well. I think it was February 23rd of last year. Yeah. So you had a, a an, a, an African-American man who was going through a neighborhood, allegedly, according to... Uh, his legal team, he was jogging through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He went through, I guess on two occasions, into a house that was under construction or renovation or something and seemed to be looking around. Uh, there was three guys, a father, a son, and their neighbor that confronted Ahmed Arbery mm-hmm. and ultimately ended up shooting and killing the man. Shot him three times. Shot him three times as they allegedly thought that he was... Um, Breaking in houses because that had been happening in the neighborhood as of late, whatever, whatever. We, as we do with all these cases, noted that 
All the facts point to this. So we do every time. You look at the facts, you look at the videotapes, you take everything into account, and this is the right answer. It doesn't mean that's what the jury's going to come back with, but this will be the right verdict. And in this case, it was that these three men were guilty. Mm-hmm. Maybe on different levels, each of them, as to their culpability in the situation. But we saw this for what it was, as we did with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Now, everybody else on the outside, they want to claim we're basing this on race or whatever. That completely debunks it because it's three white guys killing a black guy. Right. But uh, that's what happened today. The verdict came back, and they were all three found guilty on most of the charges. Mm-hmm. Now, on the big ones. On the big ones. Yeah. So the minimum sentence for these guys are life in prison. That's the minimum. Yeah. Now, there They're obviously is the ability to for the judge to grant them life with parole and give them the opportunity to get out of get out of prison at some point mm-hmm. but uh, their goose is cooked now they'll ha- they'll appeal and they'll try to ask for another trial so on and so forth i don't see them getting out of this one especially i mean there's video yeah and especially in this situation where the country is united in mm-hmm. thinking you are guilty well and and the family whose home was being built released video um because they had cameras in their house as it was being built they released video of people going in and out of the house all the time uh people that were walking down the street just strolling through uh children going in and out many different people going in and out of that house while it was being constructed right as i told you before i know that you've never done that but that is something I grew up doing with my grandparents. They were architects. We go in and out of houses on construction sites. I've done it as an adult by myself. Um, it is something that people do. And and they've seen people going in and out of that house. So why they honed in on him specifically, I'm not sure. And it could be because of race. It they may, saw a black guy. And it may be. Um, but he was not the first one to go in and out of that house. Apparently, it was a revolving door. So. Right. Well, here's the moment today as the uh, the verdicts were read. I may have to skip around on some of this, but I just, I, I'm, I'm fascinated, no matter what the outcome of a trial is, I'm absolutely mm-hmm. fascinated with the emotion and the reaction or lack thereof of defendants right. when a guilty or not guilty verdict is read. And this is how that went down today. Count one, malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Oh. I'm going to ask that whoever just made an outburst be removed from the court, please. And that was obviously Ahmaud Aubrey's people that uh, had that outburst. And they removed them from the court. Or from the gallery, I guess. As this court has indicated, I ask that there be no outbursts in the court, and I expect as much from the gallery. Please respect the court's um, desire for this as we move forward. If you feel like you need to make a comment or otherwise demonstrate with respect to the verdict, I do ask that you step out of the courtroom now. Count two, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count three, felony murder. 
we the jury find the defendant Travis McMichael guilty. Count four, felony murder. We the jury find the defendant Travis McMichael guilty. Count five, felony murder. We the jury find the defendant Travis McMichael guilty. Count six, aggravated assault. We the jury find the defendant Travis McMichael guilty. Count seven, aggravated assault. We the jury find the defendant Travis McMichael guilty. Count eight, false imprisonment. We the jury find the defendant Travis McMichael guilty. I think they gave him Count not nine. guilty on one of those charges, but you see the, the attorney there with his hand on his shoulder almost in an apologetic way. Like, I'm sorry, I couldn't get you out of this. Yeah. Signed by the four person. And watching the, the I just, oh goodness, oh. watching the attorney's interview afterwards, I kind of felt like he thought that the right verdict came through, even though it was his client. You you mean uh, the defense attorney? The feeling I got watching him do his interview just felt like he didn't really believe it was self defense either. Yeah. Um, well, and they so. were looking for a, a, a mistrial something. They, mm -hmm. they were grasping at straws. Here are the other two. As to Gregory McMichael. In the Superior Court of Glenn County, the state of Georgia versus Greg McMichael. Case number CR0, I'm sorry, 2000433. Jury verdict form. Count one, malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, not guilty. Count two, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. Count three, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. The, the four, emotion and body murder. language from the we attorneys the as well, Greg mm -hmm. I find fascinating. Maybe I'm a nerd when Count it comes five, to that, but that's just... Murder. It's so it's raw human emotion, Michael. even right. with the lack of emotion being Count shown six, here, you can still see assault. it. You can still feel it. He's probably it. having a hard time breathing. You know what I mean? Right. Count seven, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. Count eight, false imprisonment. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. Count nine, criminal attempt to commit a felony. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. This 24th day of November, 2021, signed by the fourth person. As to William R. Bryan. This guy is the neighbor, this last one. Mm -hmm. In the Superior Court of Glenn County, state of Georgia. State of Georgia versus William R. Bryan. Case number CR2000433. Jury verdict form. Count one. Malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, not guilty. Count two, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, not guilty. Count three, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count four, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count five, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count six, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, not guilty. Count seven, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty.
Count eight, false imprisonment. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count nine, criminal attempt to commit a felony. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Signed this 24th day of November by the four I, I I know that was uh, really drawn out in, you know, it seemed like a long segment, especially when we're sitting here doing the podcast. But mm-hmm. I, I just really wanted to show that in the complexity of the charges that they were dealing with. Because if you recall, the jury was deliberating day one, which I guess was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we can do this tomorrow. Y'all come back, blah, blah, blah. And the jury's like, no, no, no. We want to do it today. We're just trying to get the details hammered out. When you hear all those charges, which I didn't even realize there were that many uh, yeah. They well, they went into great detail to make sure they charged uh, uh, they charged these people with the crimes that they felt like they actually committed. Uh, as each one of them had, you know, at least Nine. one or two that were not guilty. Oh yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. But the big ones again, that doesn't change the fact that the minimum is a life sentence because they're convicted of well, and I wonder um, felony because murder. I wonder. Um, because they didn't all pull a trigger, right? It was just the one guy. Right. But it did they all get convicted of murder because they were all there? Because, you know, they've passed laws in most states where if you are present when a crime, like if you go in, if we went in together and I was robbing the Circle K and you were with me, then you're guilty too. You you get charged with the same the same crime I get charged with well, because you were with me. Well, and not to mention, I'm going to be uh, ransacking the Rice Krispie, <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate Rice Krispie. I chip. had to say Circle K, didn't I? But do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. is that why they had the same charges? Because they didn't all shoot him, or did they? And I just have heard it wrong. Well, there's a video kind of breaking down yeah. uh, the the case and, and kind of how it all went through mm-hmm. in court on the timeline. Um, this is a long video, and we've already done a lot of videos, so I'm just going to play a portion of this just to give you guys kind of an idea of what exactly they were looking at in the courts. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution shows the house under construction. Around 1.04 in the afternoon, you see Ahmad Arbery go into the house. Motion-sensitive cameras inside the house capture Arbery wandering around, walk out, and then go behind the home. In the video around 108, you see a neighbor walk in front of 219 Satilla and call police. There's a guy in the house right now. It's a house under construction. And you said someone's breaking into it right now? No, it's, it's all open. It's under construction. 30 seconds into the call, he tells the dispatcher Arbery is now running down the street. And he's running right now. There he goes right now. Okay, what is he doing? The lead investigator on the case said further down Satilla Road, Greg McMichael was standing in his yard when he says Ahmad Arbery ran past their home. According to police reports, McMichael said he and his son got their guns, got in their truck, and drove down Satilla Drive toward Burford Drive to pursue Arbery. When they reached the intersection of Holmes and Satilla Drive... By the way, I think that's where the mistake was made. That's yeah. that's really what got them as they were chasing this guy. And they down. shouldn't have gotten involved. Drive. The senior McMichael says they saw Arbery running down a street called Burford Drive. According to the lead investigator, the McMichaels catch up with Arbery and yell for him to stop. 
The other suspect in the case, Roddy Bryan, is outside his house at 307 Burford Road at this point, when Arbery and a truck he recognizes from the neighborhood passes his home on Burford. So then he yells, you got him. He doesn't get a response. Mr. Bryan, according to his statement, then goes into his residence, gets the keys to his truck, comes out and cranks up his truck with the intention of assisting in the pursuit. At this point, investigators say Greg McMichael got out of his truck to confront Arbery. Arbery is running back towards Satilla, which would lead him right out of the neighborhood. So according to Greg McMichael and Travis McMichael's statement, Greg McMichael comes back to Travis McMichael's truck and tells him, you know, go back, you know, um, uh, back up, back up, you know, trying to encourage Travis McMichael to back the vehicle up and engage um, Mr. Arbery. It's at this point Roddy Bryan pulls out of his driveway onto the road to block Ahmad Arbery. Investigators say Arbery is able to go around the truck. It's also at this point that Greg McMichael goes back to the truck, gets into the bed of it, and Travis McMichael drive up Burford to Zellwood Drive. The lead investigators say they had the intention to loop around and catch back up with Arbery at the intersection of Holmes and Satilla. GBI investigators say at this point, Brian admitted to trying to block Arbery several more times with his truck. Investigators say they also found evidence that at some point, Brian hit Arbery with his truck. At this point, Mr. Arbery is heading back the way he's come, which would lead him out of the Satilla Shores neighborhood. Mr. Brian makes statements that he continues to try to block in Mr. Arbery. Um, Mr. Arbery takes a right turn onto Holmes Road and Mr. Bryan is actually overshoots him going Satilla. Investigator Dial testified that Bryan remaneuvered his truck to follow Arbery down Holmes Road. But at some point, Arbery stopped. Dial says Arbery saw the McMichael's truck turn off of Zellwood Drive onto Holmes Road and drive towards him. So you've got one vehicle coming one way down Holmes Road and another vehicle coming another way, and Mr. Arbery is in between. So at some point, Mr. Arbery turns around and starts heading back towards Mr. Bryan. According to Dial, Bryan made statements that Arbery turned around and ran past his truck, and then the McMichaels truck passed him, all going back towards Satilla Drive. At some point, the McMichaels got in front of Ahmad Arbery, and Bryan turned his truck around too. It's at this point, investigator Dial says Roddy Bryan picked up his phone that had already been recording off of his seat and points it at the McMichael's truck. It's also at this point that Greg McMichael calls 911 for the first time. The driver's side door is open. Travis McMichael is there. Um, it is apparent to me he is holding a firearm. His arm is raised as it's in a pointed um, position um, at one point. Then Travis, I'm sorry, then Mr. Aubrey is running. He then apparently sees what uh, Travis McMichael in front of him. Then he changes direction to go around the passenger side of the vehicle. Travis McMichael then moved from the driver's side where he's actually standing. When you open a driver's side door, the door is at his back initially in the video, and he's got the shotgun. He then positions himself around the driver's side door towards the front of the truck. Um, you see um, Mr. Aubrey running alongside the passenger side. And again, you see uh, Travis McMichael has reposed himself on the front of the truck. Mr. Aubrey then comes up to a position, sees Travis McMichael, then makes the decision and turns and decides to engage Travis McMichael. As he turns and goes towards Travis McMichael, you hear a shot. Then um, you see Travis McMichael moving backwards with um, Mr. Aubrey. Um, obviously, they are engaged in a physical confrontation at this point. Um, they go off the screen. You then hear a second shot where you see 
blood and um, spray into the screen, a mist of it. Then they come back in to the um, view of the camera. There, um, Mr. Aubrey is striking Travis McMichael. There's a struggle going on, and then you see a uh, then you see a third shot occur. Months later in May, Roddy Bryan told police he heard Travis McMichael say something as Ahmad Arbery laid on the ground, bleeding out. After the shooting took place, before police arrival, while Mr. Aubrey was on the ground, that he heard Travis Michael make the statement. Kelly Wiley, Channel 4, The Local Station. I think it was important to watch that for, yeah. for people that had not paid close attention to this trial until this point when the mm -hmm. verdict came out and everybody's talking about it to really see what happened. Now, it, it's not a cut and dry opinion, a cut and dry verdict in my opinion, because as you see at the end of that, when he is shot, he is going towards uh, McMichael, who has got a gun pointed at him. Right. But that can be, you can say, okay, well, he's threatening to shoot the guy and and so Aubrey's wants to defend himself. All, all he's got left is to go after the guy and try to get the gun, you know, uh inoperable or or whatever. Right. Just get it out of his face. But the lead up to that I think is really why got him and that is chasing this guy down as he was obviously trying to get away. I thought it was odd that he stayed on the road the whole time and didn't cut through somebody's yard. But, yeah. you know, you're in the heat of the moment, whatever. Right. There might have been fences or something. But the guy in the tr in the um, the bed of the truck also had a gun. So it wasn't just the guy that shot him. Right. So. Also, a couple of updates before we get out of here. One is uh, a sixth uh, person is dead in the Wisconsin mm -hmm. parade mass murder. And it is, uh, I believe, an eight-year-old child. Is that right. correct? Yes. Um, that will be another count of murder against this career criminal. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you ask me, I think those that set the bail for this guy and allowed them to continue to be on the street should be charged criminally as well. Right. Because the blood is absolutely on their hands. The media... Over the, the last few days, in the aftermath of this incident, they have continued to use verbiage, which is very important in, in, in molding a narrative with the general public. And instead of calling this what it is, is a, it's a, um, uh, a murder with right. a deadly weapon, a vehicle, running over people. They're starting to call it the Wisconsin Parade incident. car incident. Yeah. They're calling it these very, very soft terms. Mm -hmm. um, they're mentioning nothing as a description of this guy. As as all headlines said, three white men charged with the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. All day, all headlines. Mm -hmm. So white men, white men, white men. That's the most prominent word in there. Right. The details of this guy have not been mentioned whatsoever, and they're giving it very little coverage now that they know the details mm -hmm. because the media are the same people that support this bail reform that allow these criminals to get back on the street. But even Wikipedia users have changed the the uh, section for this uh, for this parade tragedy to from parade car rampage to parade incident. Right. Right. So when you go to Wikipedia, 
assuming it's still there. I haven't checked, but it's called the parade well, it's, incident. Well, it's under review right now. But it's kind of like with um, school shootings. You know, if you look up the statistics for school shootings, it includes any shooting that happened within a mile of the school, even if it has nothing to do with the school. Right. It's considered a school shooting, which is crazy. But that's they do that so that they can beef up the statistics in the way that they want to. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so that's the same thing. Uh, it's all about softening this to mm-hmm. make it not as big of a deal as right. it actually is, which is pretty freaking disgusting. If you absolutely, they, the the media, the media gets a hard on for race and white people and this, that, and the other. But if there's anything about a story as tragic as this is that goes against their narrative, mm-hmm. their their sole narrative that they stick to, that they focus on twenty four seven. They'll just drop the story. I think in the New York Times, I think when this story came out, like the following day. It was like on page 22. Tw- yeah, tw- page 27 or something. They yeah, put it, it was on crazy. There. Once we found out who the suspect was. And the, it, the article was like this big. It was so tiny. Speaking of scumbags, also an update on Brian Laundry. In case you forgot about that story, uh, the... Uh, autopsy, the... Well, what do you call the person that does the autopsy? Coroner. Well, the coroner or whoever did it, has released the details of how Brian Laundrie died. Well, the the family's lawyer released the details. Or the family's lawyer yeah. released the details that says Brian Laundrie put a gun to his head and blew his brains out. Yeah. Where are you at on that? I don't believe it. Why? It's odd that the family's lawyer... Well, the the family's legal team would be this the one whole, to put that information. This out. whole sca- this whole case is a hundred percent suspicious to me. Has been from the very first first or second day, um, and it continues to get weirder and weirder as it unfolds. And have you noticed it's completely disappeared? Oh yeah, Not no one's about talking it about it anymore. You know, because their time, you know, what they needed it for is over. Right. So anyway. So. Take that info and and do what you will with it. Yeah, you, y'all know where we stand on this whole thing. And we're, keep in mind, we're not saying Gabby's alive. Maybe Trevor went a little. Lo- what in the world? I have no idea. <laughs> we're getting in the Christmas spirit. We're not saying it's a fake story. We're just saying something's not right Correct. about this story. We're not saying that uh, either one of them are alive or, or any of this is is untrue. We're just saying that. Something We're skeptical stinks. people. <laughs> something stinks with this story. Something stinks to high heaven with this story. Mm-hmm. Also, something stinks about the Christmas music playing in the background that I apparently can't get rid of. Well, we the one thing I do want you to talk about before we get out of here is with this Maxwell tri- trial that's supposed to start on the 29th. Right. I don't know if you guys watched the Netflix documentary about the Epstein case. But one of the main um, victims that were in that case, uh, what's her name? Virginia, how do you pronounce her last name? I swear to you, these ads. Guffy, Guffy, something like that. Anyway, she is the one that was given to Prince Andrew. Uh, She is not going to testify now. And she has gotten on her Twitter and made statements. If uh, something happens to me, I'm not suicidal, guys. Make sure you fight for my family. Um, which is kind of scary, but they're not saying why she's not on the docket to testify. Right. She's one of the main witnesses. 
So why wouldn't she? I mean, she's been fighting trafficking like her whole adult life. And now all of a sudden she's Because like, of what she went through. Yeah. So why they're not... Yeah, there's a picture of her. Here she is. Let's see here. And a picture of her with Pr- Prince Andrew when she was a minor. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so find it very interesting that one of the main witnesses is not testifying and it's not because she doesn't want to she's probably afraid for her life because mm-hmm. i mean she came and spoke out on that early you know she's already been out in public with it but Absolutely. now all of a sudden she's like hey i'm i'm not i'm not getting involved with it anymore i don't know if that she's decided that or who's decided that somebody has yeah and it's probably whoever has decided that it's out of her control and for those people that think that heads are going to roll with this trial i don't believe that i think that the reason the the courtroom's not going to have cameras in there so that they can bury as much of this as they can right you know well we'll be keeping you guys updated on that front as Mm -hmm. well as anything else that's popping off No show Friday, but we will be back on Monday, and we hope you guys have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, You know, part of me almost wants to to stream our Thanksgiving, or at least say hi to people during our Thanksgiving. We can do that. So we could probably just go live on Twitch for a few minutes. So y'all keep an eye out for that tomorrow night. And Uh, no fighting Friday over the toasters at Walmart. Right. No, we don't want to. We don't want to read about you guys on Monday. We want you guys to be civilized for Black Eye Friday. <laughs> Black Eye Friday. I mean, first of all, if you're doing Black Friday and going to the store for that, my opinion, you're out of your mind. Have you ever done Black Friday shopping? No, no, because I'm I'm not um, I'm not mentally handicapped. Well, you know the deals are better on Monday on Cyber Monday. Yeah, and you get free shipping. It's, so. it's 2021. Yeah. There's no reason to be going to a store on Black Friday. A lot of people just like to do it. Mm. Well, knock yourself out, no pun intended, but I'm just saying went, it's absolutely absurd. I went one time uh, with a friend of mine who had to go get a few things, and there was a lady asleep in a wheelchair. Now, she wasn't in a wheelchair legitimately, but she took the store's wheelchair and set it up and went to sleep in it, I guess, while her family shopped. I'm yeah, not sure, but... It's 1 o'clock in the morning. I thought that was crazy. Why it's wouldn't like, you? Go home. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, guys. We are out of here. And until next time... Bye, guys. So you cool?